You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is September 21st, and Atlanta United has defeated San Jose 3-1, but it is a victory that may have come with a gigantic cost uh, because Joseph Martinez had to leave uh, with what appeared to be a right knee injury, something with his right leg at the least. He was able to walk off the field, but then he was put on a stretcher and carried off that may have just been precautionary. Uh, Manager Frank DeBoer had no information after the game said they'll know more on Sunday. I don't expect we will hear anything until Monday at the earliest. Um, but the goals were scored for Atlanta United by Justin Miram, uh, then Emerson Hyman with the winner, followed by Pitti Martinez uh, for the margin. The San Jose goal uh, was an own goal charged to Brad Guzan. I still think it went off Leandro Gonzalez-Perez's foot. I thought it did too. Uh, but it was charged to Guzan. Uh, that voice you heard is Jason Longshore. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, um, and I hope you'll consider subscribing to the paper. Before I get Jason's thoughts, just a couple more little housekeeping notes about this game. Atlanta United leaped over Philadelphia into second place in the East for now. It is within three points of NYCFC for first place for now because NYC and Philadelphia play on Sunday. NYCFC is at Dallas, which will be 100 degrees. And Philadelphia will be at Red Bulls, which are coming off a win at Portland. Not an easy place to play. Uh, So a win on Wednesday would be gigantic for Atlanta United in its pursuit of first in the East. The victory today did secure at least one home playoff game for Atlanta United, which is also big. So, now, Jason, what are your thoughts on today's game? I don't have any thoughts after that chaos. That was... Maybe the craziest game that, that we've seen here. It felt like it at the end anyway. Um, I mean, it's the absolute swing of emotions that, that you get in the sport sometimes. San Jose, we, we knew the game would invite chaos, and it did. It, it lived up to its billing on that end. Um, you get the early red card for San Jose that changes everything in some ways, although San Jose was more defensive. They weren't parking a bus or they definitely didn't slash the tires at least if you want to give them that they were looking for for ways out and they made some bold substitutions and, and tried to to find something in the second half they scored their goal with no shots in the first half they ended up with three shots on the day then you get the swing of the the potential injury we don't know how long it's going to be with joseph martinez um not sure if it's knee or ankle or foot. It's it's impossible to tell. And 
he hops off and you wonder how that's going to affect the group that's still on the field. And it, it took maybe a minute and it felt like they gathered themselves really quickly and, and fought for it. And I, I loved the crowd today because it felt like the crowd really kind of rose to the occasion as well and, and pushed the team forward. And, you know, when you get Darlington Nagby and, and Pitti Martinez and, and the play that you got from Brandon Vasquez off the bench, you're going to find a way to win this. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Penso in a minute. I don't want the, the weird things with Penso at the end to overshadow the effort from Atlanta, the quality of the win, how big of a win it is. You, you've clinched at least third place now in the Eastern Conference. You go to New York on Wednesday. You, I think it's fairly easy to say at this point, Joseph being on the field would be a shock. Um, Barco being on the field it would be a surprise as well. Hey, the, the, everything's against you on Wednesday. If you get anything out of it, more power to you. We'll see where NYC is after their trip to Dallas tomorrow. You put more pressure on the two teams ahead of you, and you just keep fighting. So the chaos that we're referring to is there are quite a few moments, but just to sum up, <laughs> a lot of moments. While Atlanta United may have lost Joseph Martinez for a while, San Jose made some really dumb decisions because it has not locked up a playoff spot in the West. But it saw uh, Christian Espinoza get two yellows for a red. It saw Chris Wondolowski get a red card, I think, after the game. And it saw Matias Almeida during the game be thrown out. Wondolowski during the game. I think it was uh, Was after, it during? Yeah, uh, okay. I think it was after the second goal or the third goal for Atlanta. Well, it was before the final whistle. Well, whenever it was, they're going to be missing three gigantic pieces for yeah, whomever they play next and their uh, attempt to secure a playoff spot. I would love to know, and, and we won't we won't know because it doesn't become public, but I would love to know what happened for Matias Almeida to be sent off in the situation that he was, and I'd love to know what Chris Wondolowski did to get sent off as well because... Chris Wondolowski's was foul and abusive language. Okay, I mean... I don't know Almeida. Almeida, it was the moment that it happened, and... If players, are, if players and staff are being sent off for foul and abusive language, you're not going to have benches anymore. But Almeida was celebrating a save, a Miles Robinson header that Daniel Vega... Daniel Vega made a series of huge saves in the second half to keep San Jose in it. Made a diving save on Robinson, and I saw Almeida celebrating. I mentioned it on our radio call that everyone was standing up celebrating, and Atlanta had the ball. And play was still going on, and Penso stopped play. There's no way he could have heard it. He would have been informed by the fourth official or the AR on that side and came over to send Almeida off. It was a a shocking moment in at, for that time in the match. It really felt out of place. I don't know what happened, and I just, I've never seen anything like it. Now, it, it was definitely odd. The fourth official had to have helped out. Uh, yeah, it was a fourth of the AR because there's no Penso's on the other end of the field. There's no way. And, right. and same with the Wondolowski one. There's no way that Penso's going to hear that because it was after a goal was scored before the kickoff. Uh, I'm not even sure that San Jose had a shot on goal. I know they didn't at around the 80th minute. Um, they had, I think, one because Brad Gazan did have a, a kind of awkward save in the second half that, that bounced around inside the six a couple times and was a little worrisome. Um, I think Brad will get credit for one save in the midst of that. So, anyway, uh, Atlanta United is now up to 64 points. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, 50. No, 54. 54, yeah. sorry, 54 points. Um, I, I added 10. 
Um, <laughs> so there are a couple of likely candidates uh, to step in at striker should Joseph Martinez not be able to go. Uh, the first to me is Brian Vasquez. The second is Tito Viaba. I don't think Frank trusts Tito as a starter. I'm not quite sure why. Um, but Atlanta United does have a couple of, of good candidates who can come and do a job uh, and do it well. What they need is for everyone around them, particularly Pitti, uh, because he's not injured and is playing, to to step up. Um, I thought he did today. I thought he did in the second half. I thought he had a horrible first half. Uh, he had mm, I disagree with that. I don't think he had a horrible first half. It was 47% passing in the first half. Welcome to San Jose. Uh, Welcome to San Jose no. when you're being man-marked all over the field. That's what they do to teams. I know. Nobody else was even close to that on Atlanta United. I know, but that's what they do to teams, especially when Judson was basically following Pitti everywhere he went on the field. It, it, you want him to be better, obviously, but I wouldn't say he was horrible at all. I think that's a stretch. Okay. It's all good. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But anyway... Uh, if Atlanta United is missing two of its three DPs at Yankee Stadium, and it seems likely, um, there are other people are going to – the whole team is going to have to step up. 100%. Basically. Uh, and really, they can't play for a draw if they're trying to get first place in the East. They have no. to play for a win. So that makes the challenge a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it does. Um, in some ways, if you go in there and you know Joseph and Barco don't make the trip, it's a little bit of playing with house money. If you get a win, it's, it's a huge win. It's an amazing win. It's one of the best wins in club history. And if you don't, well, they're expected not to against a team like NYC. That can be freeing in some ways. I think, and we'll have to wait and see how it looks. You're not going to have a lot of training time to really do much. Um, you'll have Monday. I think Brandon Vasquez slots in the easiest and keeps everything the most consistent for Joseph Martinez. And I think you keep everything else the same as it is. If you have to give anyone a rest, you know, Gressel had an awkward tackle and his knee was checked out in the first half. You know, how does he bounce back from that? You could move Escobar over, then you're changing another center back. Merrim came out in the second half. You know, where are his legs? Do you have to bring on Dion Pereira here? With potential for other changes, I think Vasquez for Joseph is the easiest because Tito plays up top in a completely different way. I think Vasquez, and he was excellent today off the bench. I thought it might have been Brandon's best performance in an MLS match. He was that good. Yeah. Um, Yankee Stadium, to me, isn't a good field for players with a lot of speed. Uh, no. Almiron never really played well there. I don't think Tito's really played well there because you can't use that speed. Yeah. The field is so small. There's too many players. You never get a chance to get going. Uh, so I think Brandon Vasquez would be a a um, a really good sub for Joseph, and Brandon I think is a, is an underrated uh, player for Atlanta United. When he when he's played in the U.S. Open Cup, he single handedly won two games uh, for Atlanta United in the U.S. Open Cup. They would not have that trophy if not for Vasquez, mm-hmm. um, and him being able to to occupy defenders. With his size and his speed, good movement off the ball. Yeah, um, is is a good thing. And the crosses that Atlanta United hits, uh, Vasquez is—I don't want to say as good a target as Joseph because Joseph can leap out of the building, but he is a good target. Yeah, he's a different target. He's, he's got more size to occupy center backs. I think Vasquez 
throughout his career has been inconsistent, and I was really concerned with some bad performances in USL Championship early this year as to what the future would be for him. But the Open Cup gave him a spark, and, and he's been a completely different player since he got healthy because he, he had some rough performances, had an injury, came back in the Open Cup, and, and I remember at that point it's kind of like, well, what are we going to get? Because we hadn't seen much from him in 2019, and honestly, second half of 2018 we hadn't seen much. And he had a big run in the tournament, leads them in scoring in the Open Cup, and he took that form and found another level with it today. He was really good. He's going to have to do that on Wednesday if he gets the chance. Yeah, and uh, the other part about Wednesday at Yankee Stadium is the formation that Atlanta is preferring to use, the kind of 3-4-2-1 or 3-4-1-2, it doesn't really work very well at Yankee Stadium because there is no width to exploit. It's different. Um, You almost have to do a 3-3-3-2 or something like that. Yeah, it changes a little bit because Um, you don't have as much width. Your wingbacks play a little bit more in a line with a holding midfielder. Yeah. It, it looks different. It's it's the same idea. It just plays out differently because of the size. Jason is throwing drinks I'm around. I'm throwing here things because of Chris Penso. Um, I, I didn't have any problem with Penso. The, the yellow cards to Espinosa I thought were the right calls. I don't know what happened with Almeida, so that's that's different. That was um, just baffling because it felt out of place. It didn't. But feel we don't know. We don't have the, the information. Yeah. Unlike so. stuff on the field that we can see, we don't have the information with Almeida. No, of course, but that that's that's my only hesitation yeah, on that. Yeah, the problem is just that in an intense game at that point at one one, things get said on the touchline. If you've well, been if on the, the bench, if it was something that was said, line. we don't know. I don't know what he did. I mean, he was celebrating a, a big play by his keeper. I don't know why that's bothering the referee at that point. It, it's, it feels excessive. Who knows? Um, I thought Penso's line on yellow cards was moving all over the day, and I thought that was the worst thing he handled. The, the yellow card to Merrim on Atlanta's first foul fell out of place. The yellow card to Espinosa for delaying the throw, that gets a yellow half the time. Other times early in a match, it gets a talking to. Could have went either way. The second one's a yellow. There's no denying it. He steps on the back of Escobar in a completely unnecessary way. Judson had four fouls, didn't see a yellow until the fourth one, and a bunch of them were the same type of fouls that Merrim got a yellow for on the first foul of the game for Atlanta. It it felt like the management of the game from an emotional perspective was all over the place, and that was my criticism of Penso. So now the million-dollar question. Without Joseph Martinez, can Atlanta United finish in first in the East? Yeah. They can. It's a whole lot harder. Um, it's unlikely, but it's possible because you're you're gonna. Well, okay, let me to. let me rephrase the question. Will Atlanta United finish in first in the East without Joseph Martinez? No, I don't think so. Um, a lot of it depends on what happens tomorrow with New York City in Dallas and Philadelphia at Red Bull Arena. Um, both teams have difficult matches coming up. Both teams. Think, yeah, both teams only have one match at home left. Right. And Philadelphia hosts when they play each other on decision day. But Philadelphia will host NYCFC is what you're Right, right, right. It's, it's going to be very difficult for them as well. And if they drop points tomorrow, if NYC loses in Dallas, who's won, I think, their last three in a row at yeah, home. Yeah, I think Dallas has nine wins at home this one season. They're very good. Home. Yeah, they're, they're very good at home. It could get really chaotic. Um, I wouldn't rule it out, 
but it becomes far less likely without Joseph, obviously. I mean, you, you lose your, your main goal scorer. Brandon Vasquez, can he become that? It's a big ask. We haven't seen that from him on a regular basis, either with Atlanta United 2 or Atlanta United scoring a bunch of goals. Can Pitti Martinez step up? He's going to have to. He's going to have to give you more, and you're going to have to get something else from somebody else from a goal-scoring perspective. If it's Heinemann, if it's Gressel tucking inside more and looking for the back of the net, if it's Merrim from the other side, you're going to have to fill that gap with goals somewhere, or you're going to have to be even better defensively, and that's a, a big ask at this stage. Heinemann does have a habit of scoring important goals he does. for Atlanta United. Um, Rometty's got a goal at Yankee Stadium, too. Which is going to make his... Uh, Asking price from Bournemouth very interesting after the season. I think it's should already there negotiated. be one? It's already negotiated. You don't you don't take the loan without having that already. I, I think in. so too, but it's yeah. fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jason, what do you have upcoming? Overreaction Monday should be a doozy on a Monday on the SDH app on SoccerDownHere.net on Spreaker uh, nine to eleven in the AM, and then we'll be over at the Brewhouse Cafe if you want to come hang out with us on Monday evening for soccer over there, where we take. Not just the MLS conversation and American soccer conversation and add in England and Germany and Spain and France and Italy and South America and all the chaos from around the world. That's from 6 to 8 at the Brewhouse Cafe in Little Five Points. I thought soccer was only played in Atlanta. I didn't realize it was played all over the world. Oh, I heard that Seattle had invented it. So, oh, okay. you know, that's what I heard. Uh, all right. Uh, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. Um, I, my game story is up already on AJC.com. I'm going to have a sidebar on who might step up for Joseph. I've already posted a little short on his injury situation. And then I'll have something on Atlanta United securing home field advantage in the playoffs, as well as this podcast. Uh, hopefully we will get news about Joseph Martinez tomorrow. If so, I will post a story. I think I'll be in Lawrenceville at two of my son's stepson's soccer games. Uh, so that, that's going to be interesting. Get some um, scouting in. Yeah. Uh, again, Atlanta United defeats San Jose 3-1 to here September 21st at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The victory secures at least one home game in the MLS playoffs for the defending champs, and they still have a chance to finish in first in the East. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.